Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. Speaking of the blessing and covenant that we have today, so important that we hear it. It says, even as Abraham believed God and was counted to him, for righteousness, know you therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all the nations be blessed. So then they which are of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Curses everyone that continueth not in all things, written in the book of the law, to do them. But no man is justified before it. By the law in the sight of God. It is evident for the just shall live by faith. What does this mean? It's not saying that, that uh, the law is bad. No, it goes on to teach us and tell us that the law is good. It's holy. It's of God. It still remains today. Understand this, though. We are able to act on the law because by just doing the law doesn't justify us. What does justify us before God is what we have received according to the sacrifice. He's talking about a change of the sacrifice of bulls and goats, which God is not pleased with. It had to be by the blood of the lamb, which was Jesus. To redeem man and to justify so that we become right before God. Amen. Isn't that good news? And from that place of righteousness, we can now walk it out and live it out. Before, there was no hope because there was no righteousness in them. They were trying to do the works. They were trying to be justified by the works of the law, just trying to keep the law for justification to appease God. But that never could do it because they always had a conscience of sin before them that they saw themselves because they knew that it was impossible. They kept failing. There was nothing there that could bring them out of that. There was no liberty and no freedom from sin. But let me just tell you something. In Christ, in God, what he does, he does a circumcision of the hearts which separates you from that control to where you do not no longer have to obey the sin of the flesh. I know what that's like. I've come out of that. Are you hearing me? Haven't you? I said, haven't you? You might still feel struggle. Sure, we all still feel flesh because you live in it. But it doesn't mean you need to obey it. The good news is today, you don't have to obey it. Isn't that good news? He's given you a greater power. Now, if you're living in the world and trying to serve God, you're going to find out that's going to be hard. Because you're not fully given your, and committed your heart to God in a relationship to know him. Are you hearing me? So now you're struggling. I get that. You can't live it like that. Because you're still trying to keep one foot in the world, and you got another one over here. It's kind of like what Jesus said. He stands at the door and knocks. Is it that right? But let me just say this. He who opens the door he'll, and let him come in, you got to let him come in. You can't stay in the doorway, doorway with Jesus. You can't stand in the doorway. You stand in the doorway, you're clogging the door. Are you hearing me? See, when you're in the world, this is a tough message to hear. If you're still loving the world somehow and you find something in the world, it's, it's still, this, is, this is something that confronts you. You're like, what? Oh, Jesus. Are you with me? I understand. I know. Because somehow we're still thinking that something good is in sin and something good is in the world. But there's nothing good in that place. It's called the kingdom of darkness. We're called to shed light in that kingdom to bring people out so they can see the light and have freedom from the thing that's destroying them. I'm preaching this morning, just for a moment. 
But see, we got good news today. Jesus has come to deliver us out of, translate us out of that place. But we got to get out of the door. We got to let him in. We got to let him come in and sit and sup with him and, and walk with him. And, and you're going to find out he'll continue to strengthen you. You're going to fail, but he's going to be right there. And he's going to say, hey, come on. I'm not seeing you in the way that you're failing right now. I'm going to see you in the way that you're pursuing after me and after the place that, that you desire to be with me. He says, if you will seek me with all of your heart, I will be found of you. And I will come and manifest myself to you. I know what it's like to lay on the floor. And instead of my, my mind and my flesh is wanting to sin. And I'm just, I just put myself on, it's hard to sin when you're praying in the Holy Ghost and on your knees. So I just put myself there. Instead of going and committing sin like my flesh wanted to do, because all the cares of this life and everything else at that point was choking things out. Are you with me? As a Christian, you don't start going, woo, yeah. I mean, you might start going, oh, yeah, this is great. And all of a sudden, you walk out and now you got to live it. Huh? Until you can continually break. And God, listen, God's going to pull you through that. You're going to find out that it's a lot weaker than you are. That control over your life to destroy you. Because sin, all it's going to do is just take you in a, in a bottomless pit to destroy you. But Jesus came and said that he'll give you life and that you might have it more abundantly. And as you get out of the door and let him come in, and if you'll stay in that place and sup with him, yeah, it's going to take you time to just say, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I need you. I want to know you. God, I want to know who you are. I want to walk with you. I'm going to pursue after you. I'm giving you my life. Forgive me. Of a, are you with me? And I'm talking about as a Christian. Is this okay? I said, is this all right? Because we're going to come into the place of blessing. Where we're walking out, listen, you're already starting righteous, holy, that the blessing of God is poured out upon you. You have entered into this covenant with God, and the blessing of God is there. And then he says, now, come on, I'm going to keep you walking in this way. I'm going to keep increasing this thing on your life. I'm going to show you something today. Are you ready to see this? This is so powerful. We have looked at how that the blessing of God is given to us. The Bible says in verse 11, but no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It's evident that the just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Verse 13, Christ has redeemed us from the law or from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, curses everyone that hangs on a tree. Isn't that good? But look at verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. I tell you, that is so powerful. So verse 19 says, And whosoever serveth the Lord is added because of transgression till the seed should come to whom the promise was made, and it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. Now, a mediator is not a mediator of one, but God is one. Now, I have, and we taught and looked back just real quick, is that the, today we have a mediator. And, what, and, who is, and who is he? I said, who is that mediator today that we have? Jesus Christ. Is that right? Everybody say his name. Jesus. Come on, we have Jesus today. He is our mediator. And the Bible says that this mediator that we have today, speaking of Jesus, I want you to quickly look in the book of Hebrews with me just for a moment. I want us to look just for a second here. I want to go to uh, the Bible says, speaking of, of Jesus Christ in Hebrews chapter 10, it tells us today, it says in verse 16, this is the covenant that will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I'll put my laws into their hearts and in their minds while I write them. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Aren't you glad of that? Now where remission is, there is no offering for sin, having therefore, brethren, boldness turned into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he's consecrated 
for us through the veil that is to say his flesh. Verse 21. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near, verse 22, with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Isn't that good news? I tell you, when you come before God, you need to see yourself. When you've said, God, forgive me of sin, listen, you're washed in the blood. Isn't that good news today? Listen, you don't have to hang on to any conscience. Now, your flesh and the devil would like to make you think that you're a sinner. Are you hearing me? You, just because you feel weakness in your flesh doesn't mean you are weak. And if you're battling with certain things, you keep fighting until you're completely broken free of it because you're going to find it's going to get weaker and weaker and weaker as you get closer and closer to Christ. Because you have a way you can enter in today through the blood of Jesus. You have a way to enter into the presence of God today. At any time, any place, you have a high priest who is the mediator of this covenant. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 7, I want to show you something real quick. Are you ready? I talked about last week getting into the flow, getting into the flow of blessing, getting into that flow. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 7, if you'll see today, just for a moment here, in verse 3, it says, Without father and mother, speaking of Melchizedek, I could go through this, but I have already done it. Talking about Jesus here, talking about after the order of Melchizedek. Verse 4 says, Now consider how great this man, who the patriarch Abraham gave a tenth of the spoils. And the Bible says, we'll keep reading and just go down, just skip with me just for a moment. The Bible says, with verse 7, it says, Without contradiction, the less is blessed of the better. The Bible says, And here men that die receive tithes, but there he receives it, of whom it is witness that he liveth. Now the Bible tells us that the change of the priesthood had to be made because today Jesus is that sacrifice. They sacrifice animals and, and, and things for the for the, if I could say it like this, just for the remission or, or just to cover the sin, but it couldn't do away with it. But Jesus does away with the sin. He does and changes our heart. And now that law is written in our heart and in our mind to obey, to follow, to not grieve our relationship between him and us with God. And we have a, a mediator, the Bible says, who is our high priest speaking of Jesus who has the blessing and commands the blessing upon us. I want you to turn with me just real quick to Malachi. Malachi, chapter 3. Malachi, last book of the Old Testament. The Bible says, speaking here, talking today, if we'll look at this just for a moment, Verse 2 and 3, speaking of the Lord here, and the Bible tells us that he is a refiner, purifier. The Bible teaches us, if we'll look down today in verse 8, it says, will a man rob God? The Bible says, God said, you've robbed me. But you say, we're, we're in every robbed thee in tithes and offerings. And he says, you're cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house. See, most of us know this scripture, but I want you to see something. 
Prove me now, here we'll say the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Now, I want you to see this just for a moment. Why is this so important? We know that the scripture teaches us when I've talked about this. It's not so much about the money as much as it is about the heart. It's not, it, it, and let me just go help you with this first understanding here. We're talking about the blessing. You know, I used to think that this scripture said, and I, I looked at this, and, and I've, I've studied this out many, many, many times, looked at it personally over and over again before I was a pastor, while I've been a Christian, understanding this, trying to figure this out, understanding these things, and why is it important? Listen to me very closely, guys. You need to hear this. Understanding this is very important because it has a matter to do with our heart and our walk with God. The other side of this is that God is in control of our life. We understand this. We're saying, God, I've, I've committed my life to you. I've given my heart to you. And it's a way that we walk in. It's kind of like communion. You know, we do communion. But one of the things about this is, it, and we know that the scripture teaches about all of our increases, always honoring God. It's an honor of God. It's turning around and honoring him for he's a, the one that has blessed us to get what we're getting. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Now, the Bible says that the Bible teaches us that God is the one that has given us the ability and, uh, to go and do whatever he, we're doing out there. Now, what does this mean when he says that I pour out a blessing? And how many of you ever received so much you couldn't contain it? Anybody in here done that? I have to be honest with you. You have, praise God. Well, I have to be honest with you. I mean, when it comes to my salvation, that's something that's amazing. But I've learned also that I'm growing in all of these things. I'm growing in my sanctification. At the same time, the things that God's given in my life, I've been able to kind of manage and contain that and do with it what I want. You know what I'm saying? And that's the point, is when he says this, he says, man, there'll be, be so much that it'll come in your life, you can't even contain it. Well, what that word is, the word contain it in the Hebrew, is very unique. It means that there is a flow that a continue in your life. It's like a river that you cannot contain. Oh, this is good. When you begin to step into this place, it begins to flow into your life of a river that you cannot contain. But you've got to get into the river. When we stand on the side of the bank and we're looking at the river, that's one thing. You're not in the river. But what gets us in that river, you'll see that God says that I'm trying to pour out a blessing in your life that you cannot contain, but you're going to have to get into the flow of it. He says you have to get into the flow of it. And it's not just going to happen in one thing it's going to continue through your life it's going to be a continued flow in your life of the blessing of God because he's commanded a blessing and an empowerment upon your life which has to do with favor it has to do with let me just say this a protection of the things that you have isn't that good news I said isn't that good news sometimes we're trying to protect it ourselves, and you squeeze something too hard you'll probably lose it even the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, it says what, you can withhold something that you're supposed to be given and you'll wind up bringing yourself into poverty. It teaches us that we're trying to choke something in our own ability instead of saying, whoa, all right, God, I'm putting my trust in you in this area. It's like, no, it's not blind. Faith is not blind. Faith has an understanding of the blessing and of the flow. That's why Abraham could get his servants and get 300 servants in whom was not qualified, even the Bible says they were not qualified, for war. And he went after the armies and defeated them. I want you to think about that. 
Listen to me. One of the blessings that you see even Melchizedek gave to Abraham, which belongs to us today, when he met Abraham and he gave him a tenth of all, the Bible says this. He said, God won this battle and fought your enemies and defeated them for you. Now, I have to say, when you're out there fighting a fight, you got the sword in your hand. Are you hearing me? You're thinking, man, God, are you, are, are, man, I'm, I'm, giving, I'm, I'm giving my all here. Are you with me in this? Anybody ever been there before? Are oh, you in business? You're trying to work this thing. Man, you're trying to work it. You're working it. You're working it. You're working it. Oh, God, where are you in this thing? I need you right now. God, I'm trying to make my marriage whole. God, I want to make that life whole. I'm going to, I'm going to do the things, God, that you want me to do. I want to have what you say I can have. I want to be what you say I can be. I want to do what you say I can do. God, are you in the midst of this? We got to get into the river. I said, we got to get into the river. When you step into the river of that blessing, the Bible says, when you step into the river of it, the Bible says he'll command a blessing because we're blessed of the better. And that blessing will come on to our life and we can begin to have faith just like when you come up to, to you need healing and you want prayer, you got a need and you're going to pray over that. Listen to me, pray over those things. But at the same time, understand you've got, you can wield the blessing. Oh, come on. You can understand that you're in the middle of it. And glory to God, you can expect favor to come on your life in the situation. When the enemy comes in and he says, I'm going to rob you, I'm going to destroy you, you're not going any further, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, and he's casting out all his threatenings, he's sounding like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, you can step up and say, oh, glory to God, uh, king of Sodom, let me just tell you something, it is not you who's going to do this, but it is God's going to do this, you can throw all your accusations, you can throw all of your stuff at me, but glory to God, there's more that is with me than who are against me, who you don't see is standing with me today, who's going to empower us to fulfill what God says he can do, that he's given us to do in him. Are you with me right now? I tell you, you need to trust in the blessing of God on your life. Glory to God. You'll be doing some things that you never thought you could do. You'll be stepping in and out into comfort zones, out of your comfort zone in areas. Glory to God that says, hey, you know what? God, you're with me. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. God, you said in your word, you're going to make a way. I trust you. Think about going into the promised land for a moment. The children of Israel heard it. They didn't mix it in their heart with faith. They didn't believe. They, they wanted it. But there was, too much, there was too much going on on the inside of them. They still saw themselves as little grasshoppers and not the blessing of God that he was with them, even though he proved it time and time and time again. You don't have to, listen, you can't earn your salvation and qualification to enter into a covenant with God. But Jesus Christ made that way and you've received that covenant by faith. Now God has a promise connected to the covenant that you enter into. When you begin to obey him and says, give me, he says, give me your heart and I'm going to command a blessing. That even the devourer, he says, I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. I will not cause, I won't let your fruit and your vine cast its fruit before its time. It doesn't mean that the attack isn't going to come. It doesn't mean that you won't fear fear around you. It doesn't mean that the world is going to agree with everything that you do. But you're going to find out that God is with you. He is going to be with you. He is going to cover you. He is going to keep you. He's going to help you. Isn't that good news today? Come on, give him some praise in this place. Hallelujah. I tell you, today, if we'll enter in 
if we'll begin to enter in by faith. We're talking about a process. Now, some Christians, many Christians are not even seeing this. We, we get taught the Word of God here. We begin to understand things. But there's a lot of people out there today that, that don't have in certain things in knowledge and understanding. Again, when we come to the depth of revelation, yes, God loves us. Yes, He cares about us. But He also commands us to love Him with all of our heart, all of our soul, with all that is within us, with all of our might and strength. Think about that. He says, man, I've, I've got a relationship for you right here. i got something for you. He says, are you with me in it? Come on. He never wants us to stay babes. You know, a baby is totally helpless. Constantly feeding, changing its diaper. As they grow, you nurture, you train, you teach, you develop. But at some point, he says, I want you to walk. I want you to now take that thing which I put in you and give it to the world. He wants us to walk with him. He wants us to see what he's given to us and live it out and walk it out by faith. But executing. The covenant of blessing. I like what Joshua and Caleb did. He tried, they tried to steal the people. said, hey, quit talking against that which God has done for us and that he's given to us. Let's go get it because we're well able to do it because God is with us. They didn't see that they had all the strength themselves to do it. No, they said, God, listen, God, God's going to do this thing because he's given it to us. Let me tell you something. There is great and precious promises that he's given to us in Christ today that we need to receive we can live and have now I like what Paul said and I think this is very important concerning this the Bible teaches us to be content with whatever state you're in do you understand what that means I'll tell you that's a hard thing right there isn't it because I know what it's like to not be content how about you Anybody ever get down on yourself, get down on, on things that's going on around you and in life, and you're thinking, man, if I could just, if I could have, if I'd just be, and think, are you with me? That's the human nature, because sometimes we get moved out of our contentment based upon what we see around us and what we feel like we should have and what we don't have. We compare. But Paul said, I'm content with whatever state I'm in. Our thanksgiving and glory to God shouldn't change because something we're going through right now. Understand when you begin to give him praise and glory for what he has done and what he has given you, you're going to find out you're going to start walking into that place. Because you've obeyed God, because you're following him, because you're walking in that way, you've gotten into the flow. And now, listen, there's, there's, there's a lot more in understanding of this, but listen to me today. The key area I want to leave you with right now is to give thanks to God. With whatever state you're in right now, give, begin to give him thanks and begin to just say, God, I just thank you right now. God, that you're working in my life. You're, you're rebuking the devourer for my sake. God, that you're with me. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Begin to give him praise and glory. Don't get out of contentment where it becomes a bondage and you're trying to excel in some way because you see somebody else. 
or the world tells you this is the way life should be. No, we look at the Word and we walk on the level of the Word of God. Paul said, whether I'm abasing or abounding, whether I'm in need or not, either way, it's not going to stop my praise. It's not going to stop me from walking with God because I found that God will begin to intervene. Come on, sometimes we just need to begin to give Him praise. Sometimes we need to, instead of complaining and seeing ourselves like grasshoppers and seeing that, hey, you know, it's too hard, we can't do this thing, we need to just stop and say, wait a minute, I'm going to steal my mouth for a little bit and I'm just going to begin to say, God, I thank you today that you're with me. I thank you today, God, your blessing is upon my life. I thank you today, whatever I put my hand to is going to prosper. I thank you today, God, that things are going to begin to break Uh, break open for me God and in my family and in my life today I thank you Father you're going to watch over my children I'm not going to fear for their future God because I've commended them unto you and I pray over them I walk before them as best as I can as an excellence unto you God are you with me no you commit you trust we praise thank you for listening to today if you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.